Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between, you know, bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to bringing today's guest into the author's alley. For 15 years, Julie Reynolds worked as an elementary school teacher and counselor while also building her private practice. She helped hundreds of children who suffer from anxiety. Learning through story, which is bibliotherapy, I love that word, is a great way to teach kids how to cope with anxiety. Julie is passionate about normalizing mental health and helping as many children and families as possible live their best life. So I'm thrilled to have you on because I think it is so important, and especially going through story because it just brings things in in a way that everyone can understand. So welcome to the show, Julie. Well, thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you guys. Oh, thank you. I would love for you to share your journey with us and what led you to what you are doing with the Warrior Backpack. Absolutely. Um, So a little bit about me is, like you said, I was a licensed professional counselor, school counselor by trade for 15 years. Um, And while I loved being in the schools and I loved helping kids, It um, wasn't always the most lucrative thing (laughs) that you could imagine. And so about eight years ago, I started to build businesses online through social media, which has been amazing. And, but at my core, who I am is I'm a therapist and I am somebody that likes to help children with all of my background and all of my knowledge. And so I dove into not necessarily meaning to over on TikTok And what I found is when I was on TikTok, I like to say TikTok made me do it. When I was over on TikTok, all of my anxiety tips were really, really well received by my audience. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, Julie, thank you so much. Like that helped me so much. Or your little tips that you gave me, you know, really helped me get through X, Y, and Z. And I was like, that's amazing. That's bringing me back to my roots because I haven't necessarily been focusing on like the therapeutic aspect of online businesses. I, you know, have been building teams over in the network marketing space, but do miss, you know, helping, you know, children. And then I saw a TikTok a while back that said how easy it was to publish a book on Amazon. And I was like, oh, that's, that, I could do that. I could write a kid's book on Amazon And so what ended up happening, and this is the part that I'm actually the most proud of, is I was like, okay, well, I need to find an illustrator. And I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who had also written a kid's book on Amazon. And she's like, oh, well, my niece was actually my illustrator. And I was telling my daughter, who was then 10, she's now 11, and she said to me, she goes, well, mommy, I want to be your illustrator. 
And I was like, oh, you do? And she's like, yeah, I would, I would love to draw the book. And, and then my eight-year-old and now nine-year-old, she was like, I want to help too. And so it kind of became this family project um, where we all came together and wrote a book on anxiety for kids. I mean, especially in today's you know, day and age with everything that's going on and you know, getting phone calls from my friends who have kids and still, you know, rec- you know, coming to me for advice, I was like, this is needed more so now than ever. And so through that, through a family affair, I should say, and because of TikTok, we published our first book back in August and have our second book coming out um, in the next few weeks as well on mental health and children and trying to normalize it and giving very simple, easy to use strategies that kids can use throughout the day, whether they're at school, whether it's on the weekends, whether it's with friends, whatever it may be. And it's just very simple, easy to use, kind of inconspicuous theory or uh, therapy techniques that they can use um, to help them cope with some of the mental health issues that they're having. I love that as a parent. What kind of symptoms are you going to see your children showing when they're struggling with anxiety? So that's the thing is anxiety masks itself and it's different for every single person, right? And so oftentimes when I'm having conversations with people, they're like, oh my God, you know, I think I've had anxiety my entire life and nobody noticed and my parents certainly didn't notice that I was anxious. And now that I know what anxiety is, I've had this for a really long time. And so, you know, what I would say to parents is definitely there are some very cookie cutter symptoms that you see with a kid, um, whether it be refusal to go to school, whether it be nail biting, hair twirling, um, fidgeting, like I said, like just anxiousness, like if you leave the house and they, you know, burst out in temper tantrums, all of those are very clear warning signs, but sometimes those warning signs aren't for, you know, not all kids show those type of warning signs. Sometimes you can see that their behaviors just start to change and you can't quite pinpoint what's going on. And so it's important for parents to a understand who our kids are at their core, because nobody knows them better than you do, but also look for some of those you know, traditional signs, like I mentioned, but also, you know, follow your gut. Your gut is always going to lead you to, you know, what's best for your kid. And and as a mom, you know, we have that mother instinct at our, you know, at our core. And what I love about these tips is whether you have an anxious kid or you don't have an anxious kid, they can help whether we are, you know, have an anxiety disorder or if we all suffer from a little bit of anxiousness. And so, you know, it's important, I, I will put this out there, that if, you know, you do feel that your kid does suffer from anxiety, there is help to give them. There is, you know, mental health that can happen. I always recommend talking to your pediatrician first, but then seeking some sort of, you know, therapeutic counseling if you feel it's necessary. The schools are a great resource as well. If you have a school counselor or a school psychologist or social worker that you can work with, those are also great resources for parents. So did your background lead you to write the kind of books that you're looking to write? Yes, absolutely. So I've seen it far too often in the schools and as a private therapist, you know, kids coming to me because of anxiety, whether it be sleeping over at friend's house, not wanting to go to school, um, 
feeling like they have no friends and, you know, having social anxiety and, you know, other types of, you know, anxiety, PTSD, whatever it may be. And so that's when I was like, you know what, I'm not working in the schools at the moment, but I still am able to leave my mark and help as many kids as possible. And so this is my way of, you know, creating my passion project, so to speak. So for parents, when children start, start showing these kind of symptoms, do they often kind of assume that, oh, they're just being difficult or they're just shy and, and things like that, as opposed to realizing this is your child exhibiting really anxious feelings? I think so. I really do. I think it's, it's one of those things. And as a parent, it's really, really hard because the number one thing that you can do to help your kid with anxiety, and it's going to be really hard as a mom, is actually put them in that situation. And, you know, it pulls at our heartstrings. But what happens with anxiety is if we don't deal with it head on and we kind of try to dust it underneath the rug, it just, it's like a little furball and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so a lot of times what I've seen, especially in the schools is, you know, if we've got an anxious kid that doesn't want to come to school, you can tell the mom, and no offense to moms, I'm a mom myself, like I said, we, we want to fix things for our kids. And we're like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. And it's like, no, no, no. You need to go. Let us take care of it let's get your kid to school they will be okay you know or if it's that kid that doesn't want to sleep alone oh okay well I'll just lay here for you and then the next thing you know you've got a kid in your bed for the next you know five years because they're anxious to sleep alone because that's easy and that's what feels maternal to us but at the same time it's not necessarily helping our kids deal and conquer the anxiety that they're facing and so that's the hardest thing I think as a parent is really trying to give some of that tough love when it's necessary. I'm nodding my head as you're talking because I see it all the time. I really do. And, you know, I was that mom that we just kind of did stuff. And I'm, I watch my grandson. He's going to be four. You tell him no and just, oh, my feelings are so sad. And I'll look at him and be like, I can cry faster than you can, so let's go. Let's see who's going to make tears faster. Oh, don't do that, Mimi. Don't you be crying. I want to be the crier. And it's like, yeah, but if you're going to cry, I'm going to cry. So let's just see who does it first. And it just kind of divert his attention. But we were talking about it on a drive yesterday. And I said to him, you know what? When I, you cried here, this you were going to cry for this. Dad, just use your words and talk to me and tell me that you want something. Here's the thing. I can't always say yes. Even though I never want to say no, that's not helping your child either. Whether it's your child, your grandchild, I mean, believe me, please thank you. Did you wash your hands after you went to the bathroom? That's the extent of my parenting. I already did my job. My kids are grown and gone, but I'm an avid caregiver with my grandchildren. So I have to have that fine line. And it's just funny because we call him Drama Danny. And believe me, he knows how to turn those tears on like that. He was putting his clothes on and he was getting really frustrated. And my son was like, Mom, just do it for him. I said, how do you think you learned how to get dressed? Of course it's frustrating, but how you have to learn. So with everything going on with the pandemic and, and everything else, do you feel the children are more anxious now than when we were growing up or are we just more aware of it? 
You know, I think it's a little bit of a loaded question. I do think that through this pandemic, what you see is the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? And so I think with parents and with all of the stressors that we've had, anxiety, mental health has gone through the roof. And I honestly think at my core, it's the next pandemic that nobody's talking about, right? And so what happens is when you have anxious parents, you're going to have anxious kids because they feed off of our energy. They hear us. They, you know, when you don't think they're listening, I promise you they are listening. They hear things, they sense things. And so I do think we do have more anxiety, more mental health crises um, than we ever have before. But I also think that we're very well aware and it's definitely more socially acceptable to say, I have an anxiety disorder and we're able to label it for what it is where before when I was growing up, when you were growing up, you know, it just wasn't, it was kind of one of those, don't, we don't talk about those things. And so that's one of my missions is to bring out mental health and normalize it and let us know that a lot of people suffer from anxiety. A lot of people suffer from depression or sadness or, you know, like, and so I, I think it's I think it's both. I think that as a society, we are suffering, we are hurting, we are definitely struggling through this pandemic from an emotional standpoint as well as a physical standpoint, and our kids are are suffering as well. I so agree with you. I look at the mask issue. There was not one child I talked to because I still do stuff with kids. They'd all be wearing their masks. Anybody have a problem with a mask? Like no. The kids who had a problem with the mask have parents who have a problem with the mask. I'm sorry. When you walk out your front door, that's where your civil liberties end. Now you're part of society. I got called a sheep because I was wearing a mask. I looked at them. I said, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Are you a sheep because you're dressed? I was like, come on. I think a lot of parents got so anxious, and it does. You are so right that kids feed off your emotions. They know when you're happy. They know when you're sad. They know what nerve to step on. It's an amazing thing to me how they just exactly know. And here's the other piece, and this is the wonderful piece. Just like, you know, adults are resilient, kids are really resilient. And so even with this whole mask thing that we do have, it's amazing how quickly our kids can bounce back to normalcy, how it becomes their new normalcy, and how, you know, adaptive they really are if we show them the flexibility that, you know, as us as parents have, and, you know, like I said, if we're anxious, they're going to be anxious. I mean, how many times have you been in a bad mood and all of a sudden, you know, the whole family's in a bad mood because mom is in a bad mood. They have fed off of our, you know, our energy levels that we are emitting. And so I, I couldn't agree with you more. On that note, please let's think back to what Julie said as we are going to take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors. We'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, 
we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some, the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice because safety It's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Julie Reynolds. And, you know, I heard one of your kids in the background. This is Word of Mom Radio. So kid and pet cameos, we love them. There's never, it's so funny to me, what parents will just be like, there's your anxiety level that one of the kids is going to come in. We love it. I used to, my oldest son, I would be filming. And I used to tell him, the door shut. If you come in while I'm filming, you're coming on camera. And he'd come in. I'd be like, come on over. He'd pop his head in. He's like, hi, everybody. All right, Mom, I just had to go. I'm on my way to work. All right, love you. They'd give me a kiss goodbye. People in the chat room, oh, could your son of me? He was 24 years old, and he was staying with me for a little while. Like, dude, I keep telling you, door's shut. It's because I'm working. But I love kid cameos. It's word of mom for a reason. (laughs) Well, I do, all honesty, I do have a sick kiddo home with me today. So I had told her, I was like, I'm doing a podcast. But like, like you said, it's, you know, she hasn't come upstairs just yet. Um, hopefully we can keep her downstairs. But, yeah, she is home. Well, let her know. You know, you come up, you're coming on. <laughs> and talk about your illustrations in the book, which I have to tell you, I love. There is nothing to me more precious than when your children get involved in what you are doing. My daughter actually was my photographer for a while with my clear bag company, and she has taken them nationwide, hundreds of pictures in all different settings and things like that. I was like, hey, here you go, you know, just keep them in the van. And, you know, when you stop and it's the best, it really is. That had to just be so wonderful to have that opportunity to work as a trio It really was. And I loved giving my kids that entrepreneurial spirit and letting them know that they can do anything they want. Um, They learned about royalty. So they get a portion of the sales for each book that is sold. And, you know, it's just, it's a great experience for all of us. And we'll see what it, you know, where it takes us. We, like I said, we have a second book coming out and my youngest wants to be the illustrator as well. We're not, I don't know if she's quite got the stamina in order to complete the book. But what she does is she adds her own beautiful stamp. And so on each page, there's a hidden picture that you have to find as you're reading the book. So she has added her own little 
stamp on it as well. And so it's been, it's been a really fun journey for all of us to partake in. Oh, awesome. So Julie, earlier you were talking about how TikTok, you know, kind of made it happen. When you look at social media, you look at TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and all of these things, do you think that that has been one of the reasons that anxiety in kids has increased so much? And what can parents do? That's so funny that you, not funny in that you say this, but yes, I, I feel like I am that, that uh, Netflix series, The Social Dilemma. If that makes sense, I am a therapist, so I see the bad side of social media. I am, you know, building, like I said, multiple businesses online through social media. And I'm also that mom who is a mom of two daughters. And so I see all sides of the social media. And yes, you know, I do think that social media has hindered our children in a lot of ways. I think it's up to us as parents to help educate our kids on what, because social media is not going away, right? And so we can't take it away from kids. I think it's our job as parents to help our kids understand what a filter is, what real life is, and help them use it strategically. Like one of the things I always say to my daughters, because they'll sometimes say to me, well, mom, how many, how many followers do you have? Or how many views did this get? And I said, you know what, if I didn't make an impact, or I didn't make an income, it doesn't mean anything because it's not a popularity contest. And so I think it's something that as parents, we have to have these open conversations with our kids on social media, what it means to be on social media. And, you know, the real time I've seen horrible things with kids. And when we've taken away, when I've had suicidal clients of mine, you know, in my private therapy, and we put them back into that family unit, we can't necessarily get them off of social media. But when we're able to put them back into the family unit, and bring them back out of their rooms into their, you know, into the family, having dinner with their families, it's amazing what happens to their mental health. And so um, I think it's us as parents' job to educate our kids to have these conversations, not to revoke social media because they're going to go and do it anyways. And it's actually one of the things that I'm working on in my head right now is putting together a summit for parents on how to navigate social media. Because as a therapist and school counselor for 15 years, if I'm struggling with it with my 11-year-old, I can only imagine how in the dark so many of these other parents who are not experts, so to speak. And so in my head right now, in the last few weeks, I've been, you know, strategizing how to put together a summit to help parents. And I've got, you know, experts that are therapists that work with kids and um, cyber, cyber security specialists that are interested. And so I just need to put it all together. And, and it's, you know, one of my other many projects that I have that are going on, but it's in the back burner right now. I think one of the hardest parts of that is that our kids are walking around with a handheld computer. Yeah. You know, I, my kids are older and my grandchildren are little, so social media has nothing to do with them. And my oldest, my space was just starting. Right. You know, my kids had cell phones with 200 minutes each because I was a single mom of three kids who all had sports and those 200 minutes were mine. Back when you had to text the numbers, that's, it's funny. I actually think that children, before they hit like 15 or 16 years old, they should have those old phones. They should be doing those for parents 
where it is literally just phone calls and texting and that's it where they can't get on, you know, because it's really frightening when you look at the cyberbullying that goes on and all of the things that can happen, you know, your daughter's saying it's not a popularity contest for some kids. It is right. No. And I've seen it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you have. And, and the, the other problem is, is because everything is immediate. So, you know, somebody will make a TikTok video of where they're at. And all of a sudden you realize I wasn't invited to this party or I wasn't invited to this event where before, when we were growing up, we didn't learn it until Monday or Tuesday morning when we were back at school. And so it didn't hurt as much. It wasn't so raw in the moment. And so it definitely adds a layer of social anguish and mental health as well. What kind of tips can you give parents that have learned their child has anxiety or is realizing it on their own? What can you share with them? So there's a few things that I want to bring to light. The first thing, like I said, is um, first of all, you're not alone. And getting your kids the help that they need is the number one most important thing because it's not something that we have to live with. And if we can find ways to cope with it, to deal with it, to talk our way through it. I'm a big advocate of cognitive behavioral therapy and changing our thought patterns. And that's something that you do, you know, with the help of a therapist or counselor. So know that just because your child is suffering from anxiety doesn't mean that it's a permanent thing. The second thing that I want to reiterate is definitely make sure that you can seek help. Start with your pediatrician, talk to your pediatrician, if medication is recommended, this is my own bias. We have specialists that, that specialize in child medicine for, you know, whether it be a psychiatrist or a cognitive doctor. I always recommend parents go that route personally than just your pediatrician because there's people that specialize in it. And so I always recommend always going to the specialist, right? Um, if there is a specialist available, go to the specialist. But then seeking therapy on top of medication, if that's the route that you want to go, therapy putting medication is just putting a bandaid on it. Therapy is actually healing it and making it so it's not a lifelong um, issue that your kid may be having. And so I want to add that. And then there's so much new research out there. This is the last piece that I'll add for parents on gut health. And that's one of my big um, things too, is because I've heard it so many times before. If we can heal our gut, our gut actually produces more serotonin than our brain. And serotonin is our happy hormone. And with kids eating the way that they do, if we can try to heal some of the gut, I'm telling you amazing things have happened for kids. Their behaviors have changed and all of that. And so, you know, just start that exploratory phase as well as a parent and just be the more knowledge you have, the more power you have to help your kids mentioned earlier that you're working on your next book. Can you share a little bit about it? Sure. So this one is, um, it's called Bella has the blues and it's what to do when you're feeling a little bit down. We don't use the word depression in the book because obviously that's a met, you know, that's a little bit of a heavier diagnosis. Um, but it's the same strategies that you would be using, whether you have, you know, a sad kid or a depressed kid and some of the things that they can do to kind of help make them feel better. So that one should be launching here in the next several days as well. And so I'm really excited about that one. And then, you know, we'll keep building. My girls are like, we need to go through the alphabet. I was like, okay, we'll keep trying. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, that, that next book, Bella has the blue, the warrior backpack, Bella has the blue should be coming out you know, in the next few weeks. That's great. So as we're wrapping up, Julie, what do you want to leave our audience with and how can they reach out to you? 
I want to leave them with just the, the tools as a mom in your toolbox to know that you know your kid better than anybody else. And so, you know, if you're hearing this and you're thinking, well, maybe this kind of sounds a little bit like what we're going through. I'm seeing more temper tantrums. I'm seeing some of those warning signs that you're talking about, or maybe some of the behaviors have changed. Knowledge is power. And so, you know, it start doing your research, start, you know, talking to those experts, like I mentioned, and you're not alone. And there's so much support out there for you and that you will get through this. And the best way to contact me is I think you, you have a link to all of my social media outlets, and I'm just going to leave it right there so that you can find me. The books are available on Amazon and you can definitely contact me. I would, I would love to hear from you guys. We will have links to Julie's social media and her books and everything on our blog talk site and at wordofmomradio.com as well. So Julie, thank you so much for coming and sharing your journey with us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And what a great way to help parents and children dealing with anxiety and realizing that it is something that they will go through and get through. So I really do thank you. And for all of you tuning in, Thanks so much for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details 
Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.